When your celebration of life is prepaid in advance, it becomes a gift from you to your family later because no one should have to plan for a loss while they're experiencing one. Paying in advance protects your loved ones and gives you the peace of mind you deserve. Let us help you plan every detail with professionalism and compassion. We're your local Dignity Memorial provider. Find us at DignityMemorial.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about special events at Disneyland. And I wanted to have Anita Coulter on the show to share the story of her recent 10th anniversary party that she planned at the Disneyland Resort. It was held at Disney California Adventure. And there's not a lot of information out there about planning private events at either of those parks. So I thought you guys would like to hear how she did it and how it turned out. So welcome, Anita. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show. This is really exciting because it sounds like it's a little bit difficult to plan a private event at Disneyland unless you're like a corporation. (laughs) Yes, that is very true. I mean, you get the fabulous Disney service. There's no no slam on them. It's just, ooh, there's a lot of hurdles to jump. So what was the first step you took when you decided you wanted to have your anniversary party at Disneyland? Because I had done an event thanks to your blog and personal experience, the first thing I did was I contacted the hotel we were staying at. Because that's how you do it at Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> and I had done a dessert party there uh, at Disney World through the Grand Floridian. So I contacted the Grand Californian because that's where we would be staying. And I contacted their catering department and said I was interested in having a private event. And at first they assumed I was going to do it at the hotel. And they were very um, helpful and amenable. We're like, we'll send you menus. We can send you stuff right away. So first things, if you want to have an event at the Disneyland Resort Hotels, do it because it's a breeze. (laughs) Really fabulously simple. They were like, we can do that right now. Absolutely not a problem. And the minute I said, well, I was actually looking to do it in the theme park. And they were like, let's stop you there. You have to go to a different department. And um, they sent me to the Disneyland Resort Park Event Department because that's a specific department for Disneyland in-park events. They got back to me right away. I sent an email and I got a phone call right away because that's how Disney does it. They contacted you right away, like, bam, how can we help you? Which was great. And our initial idea was to have the event at Carthay Circle Restaurant. Yes, I heard that. Oh, yes. Because it's a fabulous place and we love it. And any chance we get to go there, we do. So that's the first place I contacted them about. And the associate sales manager who helped me, she was amazing. Her name was Ashlyn Watson. She was fantastic. And so she contacted the Carthay Circle restaurant because they've done it before. And so we told them roughly how many people we were hoping to have. And the restaurant said it would not be a problem, but the budget was too high for us. That's the only reason we didn't do it there. So I couldn't do that one first. That would have been honestly the easiest way. 
was did Carthay Circle because the the restaurant said it was not a problem. They had a couple of dates that they were available for, and it would have been a simple a simple process. They gave us they 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 told me right away like oh we can give you a, a menu um, if you want alcohol to be this much extra. It'd be it was super easy. If I had the budget, that would have been the way to go because it would have been a snap. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was outside my budget, so I told Ashlyn right away that the budget wasn't going to work, and can we do something else? And she came back with, we could do an event in the different, there's different areas in the resort. And she said the easiest would probably do an, in the um, uh, California adventure, hmm. which made sense because Disneyland is not really built for that. Right. <laughs> so she said that would be the, the best option. And we came back with, uh, we narrowed down a date. Originally, I wanted to have it in April. And we ca- and by the way, I called them in January. So I can do this. So I called them in January. We wanted to have the event in, at the end of April, but it was it was too late to get approval for that. So the best they could give me was the first week in May, which was closer to my actual anniversary. So that was fine with me. So we picked a date. And the way it works to get an event in the Disneyland Resort, and it is a process, you get the date and you find a location and they submit that to get approved through the theme park. So if they say, yes, you can have that date, then your event is done. If they say no, you have to go back and start again, different location or different date. And then they resubmit and then you have to wait to get approved and then they come back and tell you yes. And that takes time because it takes about a week to get approved. Now, the way I thought it was going to work, you could give them, here's three dates and here's three locations. Tell me what I can have. That's not how it works. And I said that a hundred times, like, can I just give you like four dates and four places and you just tell me which one I can have. And she said, uh, I wish that was be how it worked because it'd be so much easier for our, our guests, but that's not how it works. We have to submit a specific event request. They will specifically approve that event or not. So, and each, and each time is a new request. Wow. I mean, cause there are a lot of days on the calendar and there are a lot of venues, so you could be at it for months. Exactly. Exactly. The best thing is they know based on like the event, the event size and the number of people, the kind of event, they will steer you towards locations that will be more likely to be approved. I mean, they're not going to, you're not going to, they're not going to say like, ah, you can have that when they're pretty much sure that you would not be approved for that. They will definitely help you get to a location that will be working for you. So the first we had a, the, she suggested three, three venue sites for me. Uh, one, which I forget what they called it, would be near Midway Mania, which was my, my preferred location. And it has like a kind of like a gazebo-y sort of place. They suggested you could have music. It'd be really nice. And it was right by the water, which I thought would look really cool. But that one was not available. She checked in advance just through the grapevine. And she's like, I don't think that's going to be available. So her favorite location, the one that uh, Jeff wanted, my husband, was the location beneath the Silly Symphony Swings. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even know that such a thing existed. Mm. There's like a little underneath area that doesn't affect the ride. But um, you could have like a little cocktail party kind of thing there. And she said that it would use existing seating and they can put like you know, the standing tables, the cocktail table mm-hmm. up for those. So I thought, oh, that could be pretty. And it's right on the water and it's really nice. So that was his preferred. So we submitted for that one, the Silly Symphony Swings, for, for the first weekend in May. And we got it approved. We were all ready to go. So I sent, I put it up on Facebook so people would have some time to plan. And then they said, no, we couldn't get a hotel room. So I called them back and said, oh, there's no hotel rooms. Ashlyn said, really? And so she called and she contacted the hotels and found out, yeah, they're all sold out. And it was because of a marathon. Wow. 
Right. So she said, well, we could, you can probably get hotels in the, the neighborhood, like the good neighbor hotels. I can send you a list of those. And this is my own personal bias. I told her that would not work for me. <laughs> I did. Uh, I said, I'm sure the hotels are lovely, but if I'm not staying on resort, I'm not going. <laughs> I was like, that's just me personally. The whole purpose I picked Disneyland for is because I have a full-time six days a week, 24 seven job. So I don't have time to do like back and forth and plan. I was like, I picked you because you're easy to get to. Everyone knows where you are and everyone has a favorite hotel. I don't want to have to wrangle hotels or guest rates or any of that. I just, if you like someplace, stay there and leave me alone. Maybe not the most hostessy of, <laughs> of, of, of attitude, but I don't have time. So I said, uh, she said, please, if it's not available, on, if none of the resort hotels are available, then we have to find another date. This again means we go back to the beginning. So we go back to where we could have it. And the original location we had, which was under the Silly Symphony Swings, wasn't available any other day in May. Yeah, exactly. So she suggested the third option, which she had originally quoted me, which was the Golden Vines Terrace at the Golden Vines Restaurant. And that's a pretty location. She sent me photos. It's a beautiful space. I said, sure, well, we'll try that. And the, the date was, again, tricky because now we're getting... It's March and we don't have anything. And uh, she submitted for Golden Vines Terrace, I think, the second week in May. Because the third week was the 24 hours at Disneyland, the 24 hours at Disneyland event, and the kickoff for the 60th. Right. So it's that day or nothing. And that took a while because originally the theme park folks said no because it was a grad night night. Mm. So she called me back and said, "Is are you flexible on the time? And I was kind of, at this point, I will do anything you say <laughs> if I can have this day because I checked the hotels and their availability. So I will do anything. So she went back and said, she's flexible on time. She's flexible on guest numbers. Whatever you need her to do, she's willing to do. So the park said, okay, well, we'll if you're flexible on time, we wanted to change some stuff, which meant that technically I was losing half an hour of time. Hmm. But I was paying the same price. Mm, interesting. <laughs> However, it ended up not feeling like I lost any time at all. Like it, it ended up, they were ready early. I could have walked in early and they were ready early, but we were waiting for guests. So I really didn't lose any time. They had it ready half an hour earlier than we were quoted. So we would have gained that time anyway. So it kind of worked out. So with the location you ended up at, you know, at Disney World that you have a venue fee and then you have food and beverage minimums, is the pricing structure similar at Disneyland? It's very similar. We didn't discuss minimums because I knew we were going to have enough guests to hit any kind of minimum. So I wasn't worried about that. But there is a, there was a minimum. There was a venue fee for, you know, lights and sound and security and all that stuff. So if we were at the Silly Symphony Swing original that location, she also included in that bid a price to keep the attraction open. Mm. So that was an option if we were going to be at the Silly Symphony. But we didn't. When we moved, she pulled that off because there was no attraction to worry about. And then there were bev- food and beverage minimums. But she was actually really helpful to make this because it had to be so fast. Once we got the date approved, we had so little time after this. Mm-hmm. You know, so she was really quick. We had discussed so much in advance. She just said, it'll be this much per person if you want this menu and this much per person, if you want this menu. And then she double checked the math to make sure we hit the minimum. So I didn't have to worry about it. I see. So you didn't have to do a lot of back and forth with your menu. You just picked. No. Uh-huh. It was actually funny. So once we got the date and the location, I moved to the catering department. Oh, interesting. So it was a different person. And that was uh, Marissa Ramos was my catering supervisor, the person who handled the catering 
she also works in the resort and park events, but she mostly specifically handled, I think, catering for in-park events. Lots of layers of bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. She did catering and convention services. So I moved from event, event planning to the catering department once we got the date. And then that took a week for her to get back to me because there's a lot of events happening at the parks. So now I'm like, we're at the end of April and my event's in two weeks and I don't have a menu. <laughs> <laughs> So she called me and she was very sweet. She called me up and said, um, so what are you thinking? And I was like, I'm thinking we have to have this menu planned like immediately. And then she looked at the calendar and went, oh, 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 hold on. I told her, here's what I want. And I gave her the just sort of generic feel for what the event would be like, you know, not full plated buffet. And I told her I wanted it to feel like the kind of stuff you would have eaten as a kid, but the grown up version of that. Interesting. And she said, got it. I said, because it's not just my 10th and what I gave her, my husband's 50th birthday. So I want this to be like a Peter Pan kind of moment. You didn't, grow, you, didn't, you didn't grow up. You're not 50. You're fine. Don't tell him I told you how old he is. So, <laughs> so he said, no, you're a kid. It's fine. You're tiny. You're an infant. It's awesome. And she said, I totally get what you're going for. And then she said, what kind of desserts were you thinking of? And I happened to mention that Jeff had not had a piece of our wedding cake when we got married. Aww. Because he got full off of the creme brulee that was part of our dessert menu package. <laughs> and I had warned him, don't eat all the creme brulee. I know it's the size of a plate, but ignore it because you want this cake. The cake is good. Believe me, I have tried the cake. And so, um, so, so, but he didn't listen. He ate all the creme brulee and then was too full of cake, so he didn't have any. <laughs> and um, so she's like, aw. I said, so ideally, I'd like to have a, a version of that wedding cake. But we did it in cupcake form because cupcakes are the best. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a, a marble cupcake with a chocolate ganache and buttercream frosting because mm. that is my wedding cake. She didn't tell me. We didn't discuss this, but they decorated the cupcake with like electric colored food dye, Ooh. which was beautiful to look at, but it would get on everything. Like I felt like I was going to be stained just by looking or walking by those cupcakes, but the kids loved them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is good. Oh. And then I told, so she said, wait, you had creme brulee? We could do a creme brulee tart. And I was like, oh, yes, please. So it's like the wedding. And then she says, well, do you like fruit? And as you know, I'm anti-fruitarian. <laughs> Keep your fruit off my flippin' dessert. Why are you ruining my perfectly good dessert with fruit in it? <laughs> so I said, no, keep fruit away from all my desserts. And she said, what about pies? And I was like, oh, I will admit that my husband likes pie. She said, we'll do a fruit tart. And I was like, but keep it away from me. <laughs> so she said, you got it. So the dessert was locked down. And then she went to the chef and said, can you make this happen? And they sent two menu options to me for pretty much the same price point and said, you can pick and choose whichever things you like on this menu. Like you're not, you don't have to have menu one or menu two. If you like most of menu one, but this one thing on menu two, we can slide it over and recalculate if we need to. And I absolutely did that. <laughs> hmm. I took like this from menu two and this from menu one and made my own menu. And that was all set. So, but it took a week to get approved. So I finalized the menu on Tuesday and my event was on that Saturday. Wow. Yeah. And again, I called them at the end of January. Wow. <laughs> And now you also had some beautiful centerpieces. So how did you yes. plan all of that? I did not. <laughs> that was pixie dust they threw at me. Oh. I, I did not plan that because – and she offered. The one thing I asked was um, because we were just going to do it outside on the terrace. And I said, is it possible to get some kind of 
linens to make it feel more like an event instead of, hey guys, this table is available. You want to sit here? <laughs> <laughs> and she laughed. She's like, oh yeah, we'll make sure. She's like, well, let me actually check with them and see if they have linens or I can have some brought to them. And I was like, great. So she contacted the restaurant and they said, no problem. We can use the restaurant linens and set it up for you. And then she said, do you want like votive candles? And I said, well, we're going to have little kids. So she said, we could use battery votives. And I said, do that because I don't want to put fire and children together. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, we'll put votive candles, like the, the little battery ones. And then she said, do you want to talk about centerpieces? I know it's last minute, but we can talk about it. And I was like, look, uh, the event's in a week and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm done. I don't, I don't, I'm done. And she said, okay. And I said, would I like to? Probably. But I'm I'm done. I'm not going to do it. They were. She's like, we'll send you. We, we can work something out real fast if you want. And they have, like, tons of stuff you can do. I mean, really beautiful. Tons of stuff. But I um, I told them to forget it. And then they surprised me with that. when They didn't put it on every table because that would be expensive. They did, like, every other table. Hmm. And it looked very pretty. And then she whispered when we got there. She goes, if your guests want to take them, they can. Wow, they don't even let you do that at Disney World. So I told everyone, take flowers, take flowers, take them with you. Please take flowers. So. This is wonderful. And then you also incorporated, which I thought was a really great treat for your guests, uh, World of Color viewing. So how did you arrange that? That was the easiest thing ever. And <laughs> it was really sweet. It was actually Ashlyn who suggested it as like a kiss goodnight to the guests. Because the World of Color would happen anyway, the lights are going to go off, food stops. Hmm. She was basically like, if the event's over and you leave, or if you would like, we could do a World of Color show, and we'll have a reserved space for your guests to watch it. We'll be, you'll be escorted over there. And I was like, that sounds great. I love that idea. And it was really easy. It was, it was I think it was a flat rate of $15 per person, hmm. which I thought was perfectly fine. So that's what we did. We reserved, we reserved it enough for everybody that I assumed would be there. And I overestimated just because I work with a lot of people who never RSVP and just show up and figure, what? <laughs> you said today. And I'm like, You're it's catered. You have to RSVP. <laughs> um, what spot did they give you for the viewing? It was a really good spot. I, I'm i horrible. Please forgive me. I, I don't know what it's called. But it, it was sort of, you know, those little steps that you would walk down to sort of get near the water. It was there. And it was great because we were at the top of the stairs, which as my short self can tell you is the best place to see it because no one's standing in front of me because they had to keep a walkway pathway clear. So we all stood on the top of the stairs and could see plenty. It was great. And they reserved enough space for the number of people I guesstimated were going to come. But we didn't have as that many, so we had room. And I have to sell sadistically, I was kind of getting a kick out of people, the, the security folks telling people, you know, you can't go in there, that's reserved. <laughs> but there's space! Sorry, she paid for that space, get out. Aww. The one person, the one people I didn't mind were some little tiny kids jumped in to get a bit of view and ran up the stairs. Because there's all this space around them and they're packed like sardines, so look at this feast of space! So they ran in and jumped up. And I told them, as long as I don't push behind them to get like, don't push the people behind you because we paid extra. So, no. But you can stand there. And so the kids stood on the stairs to watch it. And we didn't mind. It was fine. How would you say the event turned out? Oh, it was so great. I'm The planning part was frustrating. And, and Ashlyn and Marissa knew that I was frustrated. Because I'm like, I don't have time for this. It's supposed to be easy for me. And they did their utmost to make it easy. And once I got there, like, Marissa met me at the gate to give me the Twilight tickets that were included. So that my guests could come in for 
the event, you didn't have to buy a ticket to come. Like if you want to enjoy the day at the park, buy a ticket. If you just want to come to this event, you did not need a ticket. So the ticket, they didn't charge me for that. Those tickets were complimentary to my guests. I didn't pay a fee for those. Mm. Now, if I want to give them an, a legitimate Twilight ticket, like a, to give them a like from, I think, four or five o'clock or something on, then I would have had to pay per ticket. But because I was like, no, no, this is just for the event, it was free That's great. for my guests. So that was great. So I could tell people, you don't have to worry about this. Just show up on time and you will be let in to go to this event. And we were escorted. We met at the lobby of the Grand Californian. And I gave everyone their tickets and wristbands. She asked if we were wearing wristbands. Normally, they, I don't think normally they would make you, but because it was the grad night and there's all these other events going on, she needed guest services to know who was who and where they were supposed to be. So that's why they gave everybody our wristbands. It went wonderfully. Like, everybody was on it. You know, like, we got there. Pretty much all my guests showed up on time, which is a miracle. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, we got everyone their tickets and their wristbands got put on. And then they dropped off a bag of buttons for um, celebrating everybody, which oh, I thought was very nice. Yeah. It was very sweet. And then they escorted us all over like you heard the cats. And we, we went in and they surprised me with the beautiful flowers. And it was great. They left us alone, like, go and enjoy. They offered to have audio set up if I needed to make announcements or anything special for an additional fee. But I was like, I don't need that. Like, just let the music play. It's fine. So, and that was included in the price for the event location. So I didn't have to worry about that, that at all. Like, if I needed extra audio stuff, it would have cost additional. But the price that I paid included just regular theme park music piped in. So that didn't cost me any extra. Right. Yeah. And then the food was amazing. I have to say it was some of the best food I've ever eaten on a Disney property anywhere. Wow. Yeah. It was like wait, you guys can do this? <laughs> it was really good. They made a special appetizer that I had seen on a different menu that I was like, can I just get some of those? But just because I like them. They're like, sure, we'll pass some. So it was very nice. And I asked for fruit punch because, you know, they had soft drinks and beer and wine because some of my friends liked beverage. And I thought, well, some people aren't going to want soda and little kids probably don't drink soda. So can we get fruit punch? And so I think I paid... Extra for fruit punch, but it was just like a set gallon amount. Mm -hmm. I think it was like, I don't know, five gallons of fruit punch or something, which was plenty. And they said it in a beautiful dispenser, I have to say. It was lovely. And everybody could have fruit punch. It was just right there. It got cold, so they turned the heat lamps on. Okay. So everyone went and sat under the heat lamps. And then they surprised us. They actually did like table service for coffee. They just came over and said, would you let us have coffee? Because it's cold and we're all talking to each other. And they're like, hey, it's getting dark. Did you want coffee or hot chocolate or something or tea? So they started bringing people tea and coffee and stuff like that right to the table, which I thought was a very lovely touch that they didn't need to do. So everyone felt very special. And then just when I was like, what time is it? Am I, am I making everyone late? Are we going to be late? Like only an hour had passed. So I was like, wow, we have plenty of time. And so I didn't feel rushed at all. I thought I was going to be like, eat fast because we have to go. And then we, we got escorted to the, the viewing area. And they gave it, like, we cut it. We got there right before the show started. So I felt like they gave us as much time to enjoy the food and chatting as they could possibly give us. And then, like, speed walked, you know, the Disney run <laughs> <laughs> to the location to see the show. And we all got there. And boom, lights went off, show came on. That's great. Yeah. So it was fabulous. And then we were like, are we getting escorted out? They're like, get out. But they just sort of left us alone. Hmm. Like, they pulled the ropes off, time to go, see you later. And they, no one came by to be like, hey, you guys got to go. So we all kind of gathered together and then kind of wandered off. Although it turned out 
funny, funny story. Uh, two of my friends who had gone didn't realize that the theme park was actually now closed for regular guests. They were, it was open just for the grad night people. And they're like, let's go ride Midway Mania before the park closes. So they ran over to Midway Mania and they're like wristband. And they showed them their wristbands, which were not the grad night wristband, but they said special event on them. So Disneyland staff assumed they were maybe like chaperones or something and just let them on with Midway Mania. Awesome. So they got to ride the ride. And then they came and told us about it in the hotel. We were all hanging out in the lobby, chit-chatting, catching up. And like, we just had the most magical adventure <laughs> with your special event wristband. <laughs> so it sounds like that anything that went wrong was kind of in the lead up. Was there anything on yes. the day of the event that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? Nope. The only frustration I had was with the planning part because everything took so long. And I just thought, this is not how I wanted this to go. And I was kind of spoiled by the Disney World event stuff, which was like, here's what I want. No problem. Presto. Here's your stuff. Here's how much it'll cost. And you're done. Right. Great. But this one was like, okay, so I hear what you're saying. Now we have to get it approved. Okay, it's approved. Okay, now the next step. Oh, right, it's not, a, not working out. We have to go back to the beginning. You're like, are you kidding me? But the actual event was fantastic like we got in it was beautiful they made that place feel very special and i've eaten at the golden vines terrace before so i was like i don't know how you're gonna make this feel like special but they really did i was like this is a magical fairy place that i've never been to before <laughs> and i have been there so. <laughs> and then it just it was so fun and the staff as always was just spectacular you know, really wonderful, excellent service the whole time. I, I sent a Ashland and Marissa an email as soon as I got back to the hotel to say that I just want you guys to know that you were amazing, that the staff you have is incredible. Everybody made everyone, all my guests feel wonderfully special. And I wanted to pass my compliments on to your entire departments because everybody was amazing. Because I feel like if you're going to take the time to complain, <laughs> which I do, Take the time to compliment. Right. You know, take the time to write the note and say, if I had beautiful stationery, I would write this for you right now, but I'm in the hotel and I'm tired, so I'm just going to send you an email because it needs to be said. <laughs> you guys crushed this. It was amazing. And I just left so happy, you know, and the whole planning part was like, why am I doing this? We could just stay home and have barbecue. <laughs> 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 and I ended up leaving just so happy like this is why we do it I get to see so many friends that I haven't seen in a while and socialize and I was like this is why we do it although I did swear I was never doing one again <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and that's my next question is there anything you wish you'd known at the time or that you would have done differently just give yourself time. Only if you're going to do an in-park event. Like, I th honestly, if I had known, I'd probably been like, let's just do the hotel. Because <laughs> it'll be done. And while we were there, I was watching people set up for some kind of little cocktail event in the hotel. I was like, you lucky so-and-sos. I bet that took you a week to throw together. Grr. <laughs> you did that yesterday. So I think um, my joke was, if I had to do it all over again, we're just going to go to Trader Vic's and rent out the tiki room back there. and Done. Problem solved. But if I want to do an in-park event again, and they sound like a good time, and I would probably consider one if a different venue opened up, which I talked to her about. And I said, if that ever happens, call me, and I will think of a reason to have a party there. Uh, which venue? Well, it was at Disneyland. Because mm. she was saying, is there any place you could think of that you'd like? And I was like, if I could have any space in the entirety of either park, it would be the upstairs 
cue for the Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. That place is yeah, awesome. see? Wouldn't that be the most amazing <laughs> event space? I want that. And she was like, that would be fun. I said, you could overlook the, you know, loading area. It'd be so fun. If you ever have an event there, if that ever becomes an option, tell me immediately and I will think of a reason to throw a party. <laughs> but that was the only, I mean, if I could have, I probably would have done it at Disneyland just because that park is so great. But I think you would have needed twice the time to plan for that. Right. right. Just because of the amount of demand. And then also, I was planning it so close to the 60th. Right. That that was a special challenge. Like the following week was when they did the kickoff. Right. Yeah, that's a tangle. But they made it work and they made me feel very like my – I did an event once where not, – not a Disney event. It was a, a different event at another place. And they made some crack about, you know, well, this is such a small event. And I was like, well, don't take my money. Like, don't take my money. If you don't want to give me the time and attention to make this event work for me, then don't take my money. Right. And And I was worried because – they do huge events there all the time. And I thought, I'm such a nickel and dime, penny, annie, nobody. But they made me feel like, oh, right this way, madam. Hmm. You know, absolutely. You're more than welcome. We're so happy you could be here. And your event is important to us. So That's great. that made me feel good. Any other tips or advice for someone who might be interested in hosting a private event, like an anniversary or a proposal mm-hmm. at Disneyland? I would say do it. But plan for time to get everything approved. Got it. I mean, if I had not had to change the date, and also maybe do some research in advance about what kind of special events are happening at Disneyland before you even think of a date. Right. Because if I had done the research, I'd have been like, oh, it can't be in May because there's a ton of events happening in May. Do it in April. Calendar's clear. Right. You know, so maybe do some research before you even contemplate an event and say, and be flexible and just be like, any time in this month works for me. Right. Because they, she was, once I said, I'm flexible on the dates, it was a little easier. I mean, once we nailed one down, then it became, well, now it's harder. If you can be flexible on the date and, and do a little research about other events that are happening and how that might impact getting something improved in the park, it would be a lot smoother. I think if I hadn't started at the Carthay Circle and I didn't need to change the date, we would have had that lockdown much faster. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, Anita, this is great stuff. Lots of great information. Thanks so much for taking the time to share your experience and all the tips and things you learned having gone through it for us so we don't have to. (laughs) It was a pleasure. And I thought of you the whole time. I really did. I was like, I want Carrie to come because she's going to love it. She's going to have a ton of questions. I want her to be here. (laughs) Oh, thanks for taking the time. It was my pleasure. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.